Hey there, and welcome to Journey Church Online. Man, we're so glad you guys are joining us again today. This has been an incredible week. We've had an opportunity just to share hope as we've done some things in our community and even in some of our neighboring communities. We had an opportunity this past week to go up to help in Alex City where they had a lot of storm damage last uh, Sunday. There was a lot of devastation up there, but we got to bless some people and just help out. And, man, it was just really good to be a part of that. We also had an opportunity to give out some sandwiches here in our community and just provide people a free lunch. And uh, so I want to say thank you to you guys that uh, helped and served in that. But, man, we also know that there's some people that maybe you're not a part of Journey Church yet. We would love for you to just join us today. Just be a part of our services. And maybe your church doesn't have a video venue going or something like that. We want you to join us and feel like, hey, you know what? This is your church. Because we're all really part of a one church. But I would love for you to join us today. We feel like God has got something special for you. He wants to share with you a message of hope. So let's just jump right into the service. I want to lead us to a time of prayer. And we'll begin. Father, thank you so much for meeting with us today. God, thank you for the opportunity to, to gather as the church scattered in homes all over the nation, all over the world. And God, I pray that you would just bless our time together. God, help us to focus on you in this time of worship. God, let every song that we sing, everything that we're doing, maybe we put some things down and we quit doing some things to focus on you and just to worship you in truth and in spirit. So God, I pray that you would inhabit our praise. God, I pray that you would literally be honored and glorified through everything that happens today and through the spoken word today as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Welcome to Journey Church Online. I'm so glad you guys decided to join us here today. We're going to be looking at a character in, in uh, Scripture today named Jonah. And Jonah has a time in his life where the Lord speaks to him and he has to make a choice on what he's going to do. I feel like a lot of us have that same uh, opportunity in our life, not just once, but in many times. As a teenager, I felt like I'd, one thing I thought I knew was that I had was wisdom. And man, looking back, I just didn't. I made a lot of poor choices. I'm sure a lot of you can identify with that now. Maybe if you're a teenager watching this right now, you could feel the same way. You think, man, I, I really feel like I've got things figured out, but I don't. Even in my 20s, I felt like there were times when, man, I thought I knew so much and I didn't. Actually, I remember one time in my life taking my dad to lunch. This was right after marriage. And I sat him down and, and he was concerned that something had happened, that something was wrong. And all I wanted to do was make an apology to him. And I said, hey, I'm, I just want you to know I'm sorry. And I got this confused look and it was a, what are you sorry for? And I said, everything. Everything you tried to teach me and tell me as a teenager, I didn't listen to it. And man, it was so, it was wisdom. It was such great information that I didn't pay attention to. That only when it was told to me the first time, had I listened and had I done nearly the instruction given to me, man, things would have been so much better on this side over here. But I didn't. Sometimes I chose my own way. Sometimes I chose to do things the way I wanted to, only to come back and learn a really, really hard lesson. Today we're going to look at a, a character in the Bible. His name was Jonah. And Jonah was a prophet. Jonah was a man that, that God had called to go and preach the good news, to go and tell people about the re redemption that God had for a group of people or a city or an area. Just, that's what he was called to do. And specifically, we're going to be looking at just two sections in the book of Jonah where all he had to do was either listen to God and obey. But what we find out is that he didn't. Jonah had the hope, and the hope of a second chance is what he wanted. And so if you would, I want you to open your Bibles to Jonah chapter 1. 
We're going to be looking at just the passage from Jonah, 1, 1 through 3, and then chapter 3, verses 1 through 3 as well. But first we're going to read Jonah 1, 1 through 3. And the Bible reads this way, The Lord gave this message to Jonah, son of Amittai. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it, because I have seen how wicked its people are. But Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. Jonah had a specific instruction from God. God spoke to him very clearly. We see right here, he says, get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. And he says to announce my judgment against it because I have seen how wicked its people are. Jonah was given a message. He was given a word. And the opening sentence is this, get up and go. It was an instruction straight from the Lord himself to Jonah. I just want you to get up and go where I'm telling you to go. And again, we know that Jonah was a prophet. Jonah was a man who already knew how to listen and interpret the word of God and go and respond to it. This wasn't something that was new to him. But Jonah, for some reason, had his own struggles. He had his own bent against the city of Nineveh. He did not want to go there. And the Bible tells us clearly that at this crossroads in his life, where he has an entire book of the Bible set aside, not to his entirety of his life, but to this one section of his life, and he decides to be stubborn, to rely on his own judgment, on his own character, And the Bible clearly says that Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction. And he didn't do it just because he didn't want to be where God... He went to get away from the Lord. It literally is is a choice of taking a left or taking a right, going one way or going the other. And Jonah decided to go the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. He felt in himself that he could leave the presence of God if he went in the opposite direction. He knew exactly where God had told him to go. And he knew exactly what God told him to do. So here's the thing for us, is that Jonah was being directly disobedient to God. Scripture tells us he got up and went in the opposite direction. How many times in your life do you know that you've heard a specific instruction to do something, but yet you felt like, hey, I think I know better, and I'm going to do something different. I think that the person that's telling me this doesn't have the correct information about me doesn't have the correct information about my life, and they think I should do something that I just can't do. So I'm going to do the opposite of that. I know in my own life, every time I've made that choice to do the opposite of what was told for me to do, did not end well. It didn't always end in destruction and despair, but it didn't end well. The outcomes were never as good as they could have been had I just listened and done what I was asked to do. And so in Jonah's disobedience... The Bible tells us that he he leaves and he goes and he jumps on a boat because he's just going to go away. Again, complete opposite direction to get away from the Lord. So he figures to get away from the Spirit of the Lord, he will get on a boat and travel to a different city, to a different area. And because of this, a great storm comes on the water to the point that the men on this boat were so scared that their own lives were going to end. And we're talking sailors, fishermen, guys that were used to large boats and large wind and large crashing of waves. And to the point this storm was so bad, they were scared to death. And Jonah himself, because he's endangered their life, he decides that he would give his own life to save theirs. He says, look, I'll, I'll, I'll jump into the water. Throw, or actually, he says, throw me into the water, and this storm will cease, and this danger will go away. And the men were frantically working, no, 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 we want to, we want to preserve your life. They didn't know the disobedience in his life. They didn't know what he had caused. 
And so eventually, after they're completely out of options and everything just seems complete despair, they throw him into the water. And the Bible tells us that a large fish comes by and it swaddles him whole, just swallows him up into the belly. And we continue to read that for three days, Jonah spent time inside the belly of this fish. Because of his disobedience, God didn't kill him. He spared his life. Jonah learned about grace and mercy. Jonah learned about grace and mercy, but not death. God did not decide to kill him. He learned about grace and mercy because the fish could have devoured him. Multiple fish could have come up and eaten him. But no, God decided to spare his life, to show him the great power of who he is. So for three days, Jonah spends time in the belly of a fish, and he's pondering, he begins to pray. In chapter 2, he has this amazing prayer that he gives to God. After days of sitting there and just trying to figure out what is going on, maybe even to the point where he's like, I am just going to die here, so I might as well resolve everything I can with God. I feel so many times we get to that despair. Maybe some of us watching right now have gotten to a point in our life where we feel our decision has been so bad that our life is actually going to end. And so we begin to bargain with God. We begin to pray. We begin to find so many ways to to appease what we perceive as his anger. But in the whole thing, he's just... He's teaching us about His grace. He's showing us His mercy. He's teaching us more about who He is and the great love that He has for us. I just believe that God is a God of second chances and a God of third chances and fourth. That He's not going to give up on you and He's not going to give up on me because He loves us so much. And in Scripture we see right here in this very short four chapter in my Bible, two page book of the Bible. This book we call Jonah. That he loved Jonah so much, he wasn't going to give up on him either. So read with me Jonah 3, chapter, I mean chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. And the Bible reads this. And then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. He starts the same way that the book starts. God has not changed his direction. He has not changed the purpose for Jonah's life. He says, get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and deliver the message I have given you. And here's the turn. This time, Jonah obeyed the Lord's command and went to Nineveh. He obeyed the command. The the fish had not devoured him and, and, and made him into fish food. No, it preserved his life because God was teaching him more about who God is. Those three days he was inside the belly of that fish and the belly of the, I mean, the fish, as the Bible says, hurled him up. Onto the shore, he laid there, and the word came back to him. As chapter 3 begins, it's the same as one. The voice of God is speaking the same way he did the first time. He's teaching us right now. He's given him a second chance. God didn't change his mind when he called Jonah to Nineveh. God's not in the business of changing his mind when he's asking us to do things. He called Jonah to go to Nineveh to preach the word against its wickedness to help these people be redeemed of the sin in their life that God, even in their wickedness and even as he still loved them, even in Jonah's wickedness and his sin to disobey and as the Bible says, go the opposite direction, God still chose to love Jonah. And I'm telling you right now, as you're listening and watching this right now, God loves you. So much. There's not a decision that you've made that he just throws his hands up and says no more. For you that have made the decision in your life to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, 
you know his voice. The Bible teaches us that Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. And it also teaches us that we obey his voice. And so when he speaks and he asks us and tells us to do things, he doesn't, when we disobey, he doesn't go, well, we're just not going to do it. No, the voice continues. He's still asking us to do just like he did with Jonah. But this time, as the Bible says, this time Jonah obeyed the Lord's command and went to Nineveh. He didn't go the opposite direction. He did exactly what the Lord told him to do. And it wasn't a hard instruction. Get up and go. Right now, God is saying that to humanity. Still, get up and go. This was not just a command to Jonah. This is a command to all of us. But God loved Jonah so much, he still wanted to use Jonah. So what does this mean for our life? Here's a couple of next steps for us. When God gives you a word, listen and obey. The book could have been so much shorter. This, this book of Jonah literally could have ended in the first chapter. Had Jonah just listened and obeyed the Lord, if his response had been like verse 3 in chapter 3, this time Jonah obeyed the Lord's command and went to Nineveh. If it could have just started that way, get up and go to this great city and preach. And Jonah said, yes, I will. That would have been the end. It would have been the shortest book in the entire Bible. I still believe it would have been recorded because he obeyed and did what the Lord said. But it didn't. He had to learn a lesson, and we must too. But he, even when he speaks to us he, and we disobey, he still wants to use us just like he did Jonah. So when he speaks to you, listen, obey. Another next step for us is you can't mess up so much that God won't use you. His plans are always greater than ours. We are not going to outthink the mind of God. We're not going to outthink the calling of God has placed on our lives. Those of us that have, again, placed our faith in Jesus, there's a call on your life to respond, to serve, to get up and go. And then the last step is this. And if you have disobeyed and you feel like you're stuck, maybe you feel like you're in a fish. Maybe you feel like you're in a hole. You're in a pit. Whatever, whatever it is that you feel like you're into, pray to God and ask Him for His forgiveness. Jonah did that in, in, chap, in verse 2. I mean, excuse me, chapter 2 of this passage, he prays. He just prays. He knows what he did was wrong. He knows why he's there. But he acknowledges what God had called him to do. He acknowledged his wrongness in it. And he turned. The Bible tells us he physically turned and went to the city. And that's all he had to do was listen and obey. So if that's you, just pray for forgiveness. Say, God, I'm sorry. I know you've told me to do this and I haven't done this or I haven't been doing this. I've, I've been wanting to go my own way. And I want you to forgive me and, and still use me. And you're going to hear God say this, get up and go. He's not going to come back and give you another instruction. He's going to say, get up and go. What I have for you is what I have. And I so want you to do this and I love you so much. Even though you haven't responded, I still love you and I want you to go. Again, as we said a minute ago, this, this task wasn't specific to Jonah. And it, wasn't, it, was, it was given to him to go to Nineveh, but God has a call on your life. God has a specific call on my life too. Jesus tells us clearly in Matthew 28, 19 and 20, and his words say this, get up and go. It tells us to get up and go into all the world, all the nations, to baptize, to teach, to do it all in the name of the Son of God. He tells us that no matter what, he's with us to the end of of the world. Now get up and go looks a lot different for us right now. But we have to be clever. 
we have to obey regardless. Get up and go doesn't mean for us to, to rush to a crowd of people right now. But it does mean for us to take time to listen to the Word of God and take the opportunities that we do have to share the gospel with those that are around us. So I want to challenge each one of you. I'm challenging myself as well. The words of God have never changed. The command from Jesus to the disciples is the same for those who are believers in Him now. We are to get up and go. And if you haven't been, if you have not responded to that call, if you felt like, I just don't think I can tell them, I don't think I can do this, I don't think that I need to share this, but God has made it clear, I want you right now just to say, I'm sorry. God, I'm sorry. I'm going to respond. I'm going to do what you've called me to do. And God, I I know right now in in the climate and the culture we're living in specifically right now, that's going to look a little different. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to send a text message. I'm going to make a phone call. I'm going to do a FaceTime. I'm going to do a Zoom. I'm going to, whatever it takes, I'm going to share love with somebody when I'm, I'm going to leave a package on their porch and just tell them about the great love that you have for them. I'm going to do something because you've called me to do it. And again, if you've gone the opposite way, there's no better time than right now to get up and go His way. I'm so thankful that you chose to join us today. I'm so thankful to know that the gospel is still going out. It's going to be shared. I'm so thankful to know that right now, wherever you are, however you're hearing this message, there's a God who loves you so much that He sent His Son, Jesus, to pay the ultimate price for your sin. He would die. He would go into a grave for three days. He would resurrect on the third day because the power of God in His life would bring Him back and that He would give His life as a sacrifice for ours. If you've never experienced that salvation, if you've never given your life to Jesus, if you've never heard his voice, I want to ask you right now to to pray a prayer, to say, Jesus, I am so sorry. I am a sinner. I admit that my life has gone wrong. I admit that I've never followed you. I believe you died for me. I believe that you paid a price for me. And today I want you to save me. Today I want you to cleanse me of all the sins of my life, the sins of the past, the sins of today, and the sins of the future. I want you to cleanse me of all that. And I want Jesus, I want to thank you for doing that. I want to thank you for providing a place in heaven for me to be with you when I die. You can pray that prayer right now. And I want to close as we pray right now together and just ask God to bless your day. Father, thank you so much for giving us this time. God, thank you for allowing us the privilege to meet together as a body. Father, I pray that your words would would continue to multiply, that you would continue to, to meet people right where they are. Father, I pray that we would learn from this passage from Jonah, that we would strive, that we would listen to you. We would obey when you call us to do something. And Father, if we've not done that, if we've sinned against you and not obeyed, would we just stop right now? Would we ask for forgiveness and would we move forward in obedience, just like you did with Jonah? I thank you that you've given us hope. We have hope of a second chance. We also have hope of eternity in you, Jesus. And we thank you for that and we pray your blessings on this day. And we ask it all to be done in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Brandon, for challenging us to trust God with whatever he has called us to do. Congratulations to some of you guys who have made that decision, that life-changing decision to accept Christ today. It's the greatest decision you've ever made, I can promise you that. And we want to help you with your next steps. If you will, text the phrase, my decision, to the number on your screen. And we would love to help you as you start this journey with Christ. Again, we're excited to see what all God wants to do in you and through you. 
Now, we're going to move to a special time of bringing our tithes and offerings to God. And I want to say thank you to Journey Church families for being so faithful during the season. It says a lot about our spiritual health uh, when we're faithful in this important area. And I would encourage you, if you haven't been faithful in this area, maybe to start today. Now, we've made this super simple. You should see a link on the screen and in the comment section to, to the Journey Church giving page. And there you can return your tithes and offerings. If you need help learning how to give, there's some tutorials uh, videos on our YouTube page. Your giving allows us to make an increasing impact for the gospel of Jesus Christ. So take the time right now and step up in that area, and God will bless your obedience, I promise you. So let's pray. Father, I thank you again, Lord Father, for today. I thank you for the message. I thank you for just the time together, being able to worship you, Lord Father, in truth and in spirit. God, I thank you that your promises tell us that you inhabit the praises of your people. And Lord, I pray that you would bless this offering. I pray that you would use it for your purposes and for your kingdom. And God, thank you again. But, Father, for the challenge on our lives, the call on our lives to do something for you and for your kingdom. So, God, thank you for meeting with us again today. I pray that you bless every family that is watching this today. And, Lord, Father, show us how to be a blessing to someone this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Brandon, for challenging us to trust God with whatever he has called us to do. Congratulations to some of you guys who have made that decision, that life-changing decision to accept Christ today. It's the greatest decision you've ever made, I can promise you that. And we want to help you with your next steps. If you will, text the phrase, my decision, to the number on your screen, and we would love to help you as you start this journey with Christ. Again, we're excited to see what all God wants to do in you and through you. Now, we're going to move to a special time of bringing our tithes and offerings to God. And I want to say thank you to Journey Church families for being so faithful during the season. It says a lot about our spiritual health uh, when we're faithful in this important area. And I would encourage you, if you haven't been faithful in this area, maybe to start today. Now, we've made this super simple. You should see a link on the screen and in the comment section to, to the Journey Church giving page. And there you can return your tithes and offerings. If you need help learning how to give, there's some tutorials uh, videos on our YouTube page. Your giving allows us to make an increasing impact for the gospel of Jesus Christ. So take the time right now and step up in that area. And God will bless your obedience, I promise you. So let's pray. Father, I thank you again, Lord Father, for today. I thank you for the message. I thank you for just the time together, being able to worship you, Lord Father, in truth and in spirit. God, I thank you that your promises tell us that you inhabit the praises of your people. And Lord, I pray that you would bless this offering. I pray that you would use it for your purposes and for your kingdom. And God, thank you again, Lord Father, for the challenge on our lives, the call on our lives to do something for you and for your kingdom. So God, thank you for meeting with us again today. I pray that you bless every family that is watching this today. Lord Father, show us how to be a blessing to someone this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.